You are listening to Hainai by Motsi Dapul, Episode 5, Kanta. Hi, Nai. Days are getting sunnier, nights are getting shorter, and it's honestly been pretty great. I like winter fine, barring creepy indoor ghost blizzards, but I wish the days wouldn't get shorter and shorter and make me feel like 4pm is evening. This is what I like to call proper evening, though I don't consider any evening proper in a non-equatorial country. Nights at 5.30 every day forever is exactly how it should be, and I'll always be mad about it. Anyway... The other day I was coming home lugging some groceries, and I passed by the old fire hall, and I heard someone singing from the upper floor. It was gorgeous, reminded me of doing choir when I was younger. Had me humming all the way home. I promise it's related to what I'm about to tell you, but you've always been great about listening to the tangents I go on. Toronto has a ton of old buildings. The city has a history, and you can see it in the brickwork. Many of them have been adapted into newer flats, restaurants and all that, but... One or two are set for demolishing come summertime. Saturday night, Donner asked me to come check out an old site of one of their previous cases. As you know by now, all the cases they'd started stringing together might be related to the strange items causing supernatural occurrences all over Toronto. Far as I can tell, the old man hasn't let up on trying to figure out what it all means. And, unlike Murphy, he doesn't seem to have any social life to speak of. Though, let's be real. Given that I was game to meet him up outside the empty husk of a condemned building at 8pm on a Saturday means I have no room to talk. Um, what's that? An analog recording device? I figure if video isn't going to survive these encounters, we might as well have something more reliable. You could call it a tape recorder, old man. I'm 38. You say that, but the pinch brow adds 10 years. That's 10 years. You add 20. (laughs) You sure this place is safe? Nope. But what about our past run-ins with the supernatural gave you the impression of safety? Oh, I don't know. I think you've done a fairly good job keeping me safe thus far. But I'm thinking you'll break that record when I get tetanus. That's why I told you to wear boots. Noted. Give me a sec. I'm not... getting anything in this area. Though it's a big enough building... Do you remember where it all went down? The body was found at the foot of the stairs. But this place has a lot of trash left over from the other squatters. We couldn't really connect anything to the cause of death. Asphyxiation, no external or internal signs of trauma or reaction that could have triggered it. Didn't have much else to go on. It's been a while, but I figure you maybe have some insight. Hmm. Stairs, huh? Okay, yeah, I feel it. You're right, it has been a while, but violent death is an indelible stain. Do you think something happened up there? It's possible. Not sure how stable the upper floors are, but we can do a sweep of the first floor and go from there.
Can you not? Not what? Not be here when you asked me to come when I could have literally been doing anything else on a Saturday night? Like your actual assigned partner? <sighs> Never mind. Are you... okay? Uh-huh. You're not exactly... I mean, I joke about you being... but you're not usually... It's nothing. Forget about it. Fine. <laughs> Mari, could you please keep it down? I'm only a little ashamed to say I was busy feeling myself with the song to hear it until it was, well, let's say very close. It was a beautiful harmony, but I couldn't keep up my end when I turned around and saw the pale face of the woman behind me, head tilted down from where she floated just off the ground. Her eyes were closed, her lips as pale and blue as the rest of her barely moving, even as she sang like a trained soprano. Her hair might have been a bright gold once, now bleached white and framing a bony, sunken face with deep-set eyes, made so long before death. When I stopped singing, holding still and hand going right to my ending and ding, her own song faded into uncertain murmurs, and she opened her eyes in what I think might have been Confusion. I stared right into the bloodshot eyes of a dead woman, and she began to open her mouth wider and wider, too wide, letting out shaky, ugly sobs in despair and anger, one of her thin hands reaching out to me. I let out what was barely a yell, pulling back, and she stopped just as suddenly, her mouth going back to gently pursed lips, repeating the sound back to me like like she'd been given the pitch to a song. What I did next was certainly not the craziest thing I'd ever done in the presence of a dangerous supernatural entity, but it might be up there. Oh no, Mari! <laughs>
I was definitely worried the floor would collapse under her weight, but it held. I could feel the woman's gaze on the back of my neck as I walked forward. I was sure Donna was wondering why I didn't just drive her away. I'd done it before, I was capable, but I wasn't sure with this one. I'd never seen anything like her, not really. Not so clear in this world, not so solid in front of my own eyes. Even so. Even if she'd been like any other spirit or shade, or what little traces were left of a human gone too soon I'd seen in my life, this woman didn't hold any malice in her. Not really. Only the bone-deep despair of one who died alone. I wanted to help her. As I walked up, I felt something more familiar greet me at the top of the steps, and I stopped, surprised that I hadn't felt it sooner. I shuddered at the full-body chill of the woman going right through me, not stopping like I did, not needing to. I didn't stop singing. Humming, I guess. I could feel it now, a tear, a scar in the world that could only exist because something powerful and violent and wrong tore through. I couldn't tell Donner any of this, not in detail. Still, he followed me up. There was something off about him that day. I like to joke about his grumpiness, and certainly his face wasn't what he himself would describe as open and friendly to those who didn't know him, but he was on edge. For some reason, he refused to explain. But it was nice to know that, even on his off days, I could trust him to have my back. No, absolutely not. I wouldn't ask if I had a choice. I can't leave you here. We're going to walk right out. We can go. Mari, please don't ask me to do this. Trust me, please. Her name was Alice. Donner told me later when he was finally able to ID her. She was a singer, though you probably already guessed that. When Donner left to retrieve the things I needed, I sat down and hummed her the folk songs you and Lola taught me growing up. Looking at her was difficult. She was twisted up, all wrong, her eyes so sunken, they were black holes in the shadow but she wasn't like the others I'd seen and felt. She wasn't the rage of the rotting thing, or the greedy cold of the ghost in Anya Creek's home. She wasn't the strange, smug specter or the ghosts of U of T. She was just a poor, lonely woman who had been used and left to rot. So I gave her what peace I could, and felt her peace in turn. At least... For a little while. 
Still, this woman had been hurt terribly. And after what happened to Donner, it wasn't hard to guess who had hurt her. Got it. Do I need to set anything up? <clears throat> Might need you to take over. What? No, I'm not. Just for a bit, please. I can't believe this is crazy. Fine. I, I guess just any song will do. I'm not the only one falling unconscious during our outings. You'll stop giving me guff. How are you feeling? Uh, like I'm getting punished for trying to hold a tune? <laughs> <coughs> Thanks. I knew I was asking too much for you to sing for the class, but desperate times. Hey, thanks yourself. And I'm sorry I left you. Don't be. You did what I asked, and I appreciate that. I appreciate you trusting me. I do, you know. Hmm? Trust you. 
I hope you know that. Even if there's things... Even if I can't. I trust you too, old man. Don't worry about it. So, was that your typical exorcism? Or... It wasn't an exorcism, actually. It was more like a repair job. Excuse me? This is your artifact. Defunct now, but it's worth holding on to. Did this rusty brooch have anything to do with the Jane Doe? No, but... This does. Hmm. Alice James. When I was here, singing to her, with her, anyway, I felt a little bit of what she felt. The giddy joy of performing for an audience, the hunger of nights she chose shelter over food, the justified paranoia someone would take what little she had, and the terror of unknowable death. What happened here was beyond violence, beyond fear. These artifacts are wrong in more ways than I've already seen and felt. When they activate and nothing stops them, they tear holes into this world that need repair, cleansing. Otherwise, they allow the unnatural to occur, like trapping the soul of this poor woman in the place she died alone. You were able to give her peace, though. To let her pass on. Still, she was so afraid. I knew in some way, but it was still something else to feel it. <sighs> Billy Boy. What? The last song that I... The one that enraged her. We heard it before. The whistling ghost that Evelyn talked about. And the time that you and Murphy went looking for Laura when I... There's someone behind all of it. I think whoever it was, they were there when Alice James died. Whoever it was, they're benefiting from this... Violence you talked about. I think we might have to check on every old case you have at this rate. Wait. You set a tear into our world. Are you saying... That there's another world besides our own where forces beyond human reckoning exist and their power bleeding into the world cause problems most people aren't well equipped to handle? Yep. This can't be your breaking point after everything. You could give me more than ten seconds to process this. Sure I could. You're right, though. I think someone's benefiting from the nightmares made real they've created, and we need to stop them. If we can. I don't think we have a choice. Hey, Mari. Home safe? Yep. Oh, no. I'm gonna have to rest my throat for the next couple of days now. Alright, okay. Look, no need to reply. I'm just sending you a video you might want to see after. Well, anyways, I'm sending it over. And I, well, <sighs> sorry. Never mind. Stay safe.
You're listening to Hainai by Motsi Dapul. everyone. This is Reg Helly, co-creator and co-producer of Hainai. Hainai is a podcast produced by Motsi Dapple and me and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution non-commercial share-alike 4.0 international license. Today's episode is written and directed by Motsi Dapple, who also plays the role of Mary Datuin. The role of Donner was played by Leon Johnson, and the role of Alice James was played by Maya Dapple. To help support the production of Hainai, you can buy us a milk tea at coffee or subscribe to our coffee gold at coffee.com slash Hainaipod. That's ko-fi.com slash Hainaipod. Or you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Hainaipod. You can also check out official Hainai merchandise on our Redbubble store at redbubble.com slash people slash Hainaipod. Full episodes will be released every other week on Saturday evenings Philippine time or Saturday mornings Eastern Standard Time. Hainai is available on Podbean and YouTube. And finally, this is a long time coming, but you can also finally listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can find the links to these channels along with news and updates on our official blog, hainaipod.tumblr.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hainaipod. Once again, thanks for all your support, and thanks for listening.